0: Well, Happy New Year again, everyone. Uh, This can be an exciting time of year, can't it? Uh, It's a time of fresh starts, of new beginnings. It's a very hopeful time of year for many of us, whether your 2016 wasn't that great or whether it was amazing. I think most of us would say we're hoping that 2017 would be even better. But this being New Year's Day, I wanted to ask you a question, and that is uh, how many of you have ever in your life, and you don't have to tell me if you've kept these resolutions or not, but how many of you have ever set a New Year's resolution? Anyone here? Okay, wow, a lot of you actually. I I was doing a little reading and uh, I read that about half of Americans, 45 to 50% of all Americans every year set a resolution. So about half of us set a resolution every year. But any guesses then on how many people who set resolutions actually end up keeping them? 5%, 1%, 10%, somewhere in the middle there, 8% of people who set a New Year's resolution actually follow through uh, with a sense of determination to finish what they started. Determination. Uh, that's what I would like for us to talk about today. I think determination is a quality that all of us would agree is important and good. Uh, I think it's a quality that we try to, to live out and embody in our lives. And maybe it's because only 8% of us have the determination to follow through on, on something as simple as a New Year's resolution that I think uh, we are inspired when we hear a story of determination, aren't we? I think a lot of books and movies uh, are revolving around this very idea. There's someone who is determined to achieve something or to do something and the odds are stacked against them. All these obstacles are in their way, but with determination they overcome it all and achieve what they set out to do. Uh, Many of us are inspired by stories of determination. Uh, And it's just such a story that we hear in our gospel reading for today. Uh, Before we get to today's story, I actually wanted to bring us back to last week's story. Uh, And that, of course, was the Christmas story. Story, right? A story that is very familiar to many of us, and that is a story that is full of peace and hope and joy. And uh, I was doing a little looking around this week, and uh, I found this painting. And nothing too out of the ordinary about it, except I think it kind of captures a lot of the peace and hope and joy of that Christmas story that we heard last week. There's Mary and Joseph peacefully with their newborn baby. And then there's the shepherds who are there to worship him. There's the light shining down from above. And in many ways, I think this a painting just kind of encapsulates that Christmas story and captures it, that peace, that hope, and that joy. And, and then there are the songs that we sing on Christmas that reflect the mood of that story. And, and so one such song is uh, Away in a Manger. We sung that last weekend. One of my favorite verses is verse 2. You probably recognize these words. It goes, The cattle are lowing, The baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my side till morning is nigh. Between that verse and this painting, I think we have the Christmas story right there, right? The the peace of Jesus, the Savior of the world, born in a humble manger. That's an amazing story. and so what kind of stuck out to me and as, as we came to this, the gospel reading that we heard today, that story, is that all of this is gone. And uh, the peace and the hope and the joy are nowhere to be seen. And instead there's chaos, right? Uh, if, you were, if, if you're following along, if you remember, first there was Mary and Joseph and they were on the run uh, going down to Egypt. Joseph had gotten this dream told to him that he needed to get out of town. It wasn't safe anymore. And so him and his new wife and their baby, they hit the road to Egypt. That was a long journey in those days, right? There's no planes. There's no buses they could just hop on. Uh, They're going to a foreign land where they'd be speaking foreign languages, eating different food, uh, having to carry everything, all their life belongings, maybe on a donkey like that one. This is chaos, right? And, And the reason that they have to make such a journey with the Messiah in their arms is because King Herod, this evil maniacal king, has gotten word from the magi, the wise men, that there's a new king in town, born in Bethlehem. And Herod, of course, doesn't like this. He's trying to hold on to his power, doing everything he can to to hold on to that power. So he comes up with the idea. He is determined to kill all the young children, two years old and younger, in the town of Bethlehem and the neighboring areas. And That's chaotic, isn't it? Where's the peace and the hope and the joy in that? And uh, a picture of that, too. Well, eventually Herod dies, and so Joseph gets word that he can come back, and so he has a bright idea to head back to Judea, which only makes sense. That's the land of the Jews, the promised land. Of course, the Messiah, the Christ, would be raised in Judea, but... Then Joseph gets another dream that it's not safe for him to go there because Herod's son is now in charge and he's not much better than his dad. And so they have to go out to the middle of nowhere in this little bumble town called Nazareth. I mean, this is just a chaotic scene, isn't it? Mary and Joseph, these new parents with the the Savior of the world traveling from one city to the next and the next, getting dream after dream. Meanwhile, there's this crazy king killing all the babies, slaughtering innocent children. seems like that story of peace and hope and, and joy is nowhere to be found. And yet in our reading for today, I think we see a story of determination, a story of God's determination, of how he was determined to overcome every obstacle that was placed in his path in order to bring his people the salvation they so desperately need and to to bring us, you and I, forgiveness and the grace that we so desperately need. And nothing was going to get in God's way. He relentlessly pursued his people, uh, not being overcome by by crazy maniacal kings like Herod, not uh, having these two uh, well-intentioned but often misinformed young parents doing their best. They couldn't get in the way of his plan of salvation. No, today we see that God was determined to carry out that plan to send Jesus into the world, to live the perfect life, to go to the cross, to die for the sins of the world, to rise again, overcoming even the grave itself, we have a God who is determined to show us how much he loves us. And brothers and sisters, it is that determined work of God that we receive today as his children. It is that determined work of God that we see in, in, as he overcame every obstacle that makes us who we are, and quite honestly, if, if we have anything to hope for in this coming year in 2017, if there's going to be any chance of renewal or newness for, for the coming year and beyond, it only comes from that determined work of God and, and what he has already done for us. And so as God's children, we receive that determined work. We, we put our faith in it. We trust in it. And what God has already done for us. And we see this amazing story as he overcome it, overcame it all for you and me. So as God's children, we receive that work, and it, and it makes us who we are. We are shaped and we are formed by it. It's our identity. And, and yet, I, I don't think it ends there. I think we receive that gift of God's determined work, but then we also do our best to reflect it, don't we? And I'm sure that in just about every aspect of our Christian lives, we need to live with more determination, and we need to do a better job of reflecting that determined work of God our Father. I mean, just about every aspect of our Christian lives, right? When it comes to reading our Bibles, I think we need to live with more determination. I mean, how many of us have said, all right, this is going to be the year. I'm going to spend uh, five, ten minutes every day in God's Word, maybe an hour. I'm going to read through the Bible or whatever the case may be. And it's so easy then to sit down on the couch at the end of the day to flip on the TV and to tell ourselves, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll I'll read two days' worth tomorrow and it'll be fine, right? I think we need to live with more determination. Determination. When it comes to our uh, worship attendance, I think we need to live with a a greater sense of determination. When it comes to following God's rules and laws for us, we need to live with a greater sense of determination to not just offer up one of those prayers that goes, God, I I know there's that one sin that I've been doing and I I need to stop. That's the end of it. No more. I'm done. And then to quickly. Fall right back into those old patterns and habits. I think in, in just about every aspect of our lives, our giving, our generosity, our evangelism, sharing the good news, we need to live with a, a greater sense of determination, create plans, and, and, and to go out and to live and to reflect that determined work of our Savior. One example of this comes from one of my, my good friends from school. Uh, he lived a very determined life when it came to his spirituality. I remember he would, we would come back from vacations, like Christmas break or spring break, uh, all the quarter breaks, two-week breaks, uh, and we'd be talking about what we did over the break, uh, my friends and I, and uh, say, all right, what did you do over break? And he'd say, well, I didn't do too much, um, but, but I did read through the Bible. Like every single two-week break, he would read through the, the entire Bible. I mean, that takes determination, Right not skipping over the boring parts, the lists, the names. No, he read it through straight from start to finish, the entire Bible, two weeks, uh, several times a year. That takes determination. I remember there would be times when he would be determined to fast. He would not eat for one or two days a week. And we'd all be eating in the cafeteria, and I remember thinking, all right, where is he? Where is this guy? And find him later and say, hey, is everything all right? We We're just doing some homework, working on a paper? And he'd say, no, you know, I'm, I'm fasting today. I use that time to pray. Talk to God. That takes a doesn't it? And then there was an entire year where he prayed the, what's called the divine hours. The divine hours are these four services spread out throughout the day morning, mid morning, early afternoon, and evening. You might have heard of them. They're called Vespers, Matins. Those are all examples of the divine hours. They're, they're services of prayer, reading scripture, uh, singing to God. And every day for an entire year, he prayed all four of those services, stopping what he was doing walking back to the small little chapel in our dorm room uh, to do these. Now, that takes determination, right? And, And I remember my first reaction, my kind of like gut reaction to all this was, what are you doing, right? And, and to think as he would walk away from the lunch table or leave us to go pray uh, the divine hours, I remember thinking like, you don't have to do this. This isn't in God's word. This isn't some rule that God has for us. It will be okay if you ate lunch every once in a while on a Thursday. You know, We're saved by grace, aren't we? And, and what are you thinking? You're not going to earn your way in with God by doing all these things. Uh, but where I once questioned that, I, I think I now even more so admire it. Because he knew that he had received the determined work of God. He knew that God had overcome every obstacle for him. He knew that he was saved by grace through faith. And yet at the same time, he was determined to reflect that love in that life of Jesus. He was determined to spend time in God's word, to be molded and and shaped by the scriptures. He was determined to give back to God his worship and praise and thanksgiving. And and so he lived a very determined life, making sacrifices, not to, to earn something. It simply is a reflection of that determined work that God had done for him and it flowed out of him. Our brothers and sisters, I think we need to live with more determination, all of us. But, and this is a big but, we, we don't trust in our own determined efforts. Um, 2017 isn't going to be a better year because you and I keep our New Year's resolutions. No, our only hope for the future, our only chance of renewal and life comes from God's determination work which we receive, which we trust and and cling to and hold on to, and yet at the same time do our best to reflect. We receive God's loving work for us. We have a Savior who relentlessly pursued each and every one of us, and then we reflect it in the name of Jesus.